Coming up on today's podcast, Domino's Pizza ordered a bunch of EVs. GM is no longer using Twitter for some reason. Could that have anything to do with Elon's takeover? Lexus, Toyota owners between 2010 and 2019. You might want to listen to this. You're going to lose some services. The F-150 Lightning seems to have a problem with a charging point. The Ford Mustang Mach-E ain't so popular anymore. But someone is gaining popularity in a little town called Lordstown. All that coming up right after this. Hey everybody, welcome into the uh, podcast today. Say hello to my good friend and co-host over there, Keith. How are you, Keith? Never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. It's Swayze, man. I love it. Are Jay. you a roadhouse? Are you roadhousing on this, man? I uh. want you to be nice until it's time <laughs> to not be nice. Uh, are we going to use? Let's use this tactic. As we're running around the mall trying to remove people from our path. Ah, right. I'm telling you straight. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. did so you know? Sounds like us. I'm. I'm. I'm right. Uh, there. Okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing, Jay? <laughs> I'm great, man. <laughs> you are also still on location. I am. In a remote location, undisclosed location, where it's a <laughs> lot warmer there than it is yeah, where I'm at. It, if you hear loud noises, it's the Blue Angels flying over. So there you, there you go. Well, there, um, there you go. That'll give you some sort of idea where you might be. So um, I'm mortally wounded. Mortally wounded? In what way? What okay. Happened? I, there's so many great, back to Roadhouse, there's so many great, mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it really started the good bad movie or the bad good movie genre. Yeah. I mean, I just love it. Like, there's all these little life lessons and like aphorisms in there and, you know, mm -hmm. pain don't hurt. And I mean, it's just, I, I used to hurt. joke. I used to joke on this program all the time that I would refer to it as a documentary. You remember that? Right. I do remember. Yes. I do. So I, I do. I do. Found out. Now you you've seen this movie. Please tell me you've seen this movie. Right. Roadhouse. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Who didn't? Well, yeah. there well, yeah. are about to be a new round of people seeing it, and I am I am not okay with this. Uh, oh, really? Jake Gyllenhaal is behind a reboot, and they are... Oh, really? Yep. They're redoing it. See, man, that's I'm, like... You can't, re that's like, you can't replace Patrick Swayze in that movie and get the same results. You're not, it's not going to happen. It's like the whole Knight Rider thing, dude. So there are so many... 
websites out there. I encourage you guys to Google this on the life lessons in, uh, here you go. Like this is just one example that I found a few weeks back. Management text techniques I learned watching Dalton, which is Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse. This is I hilarious. mean, there's, there's people that like study that character and, and, and because there's so many like truisms about, I, I don't know if there is such a thing as the best cooler in the business, but the personality type, you oh, know, yeah. how, how to deal with bullies. Roadhouse is the ultimate teacher of how to deal with bullies mm -hmm. and what happens potentially the cost of doing so. Right. 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 I mean, when you get in big trouble, you call in your friend. You know, sometimes your friends get get killed helping you out. <laughs> right. I mean, I, it's you know the people close to you get hurt. Uh, sometimes at great cost to do the right thing. Uh, there's just so many. You know, keep your good car in the garage so it yes. doesn't get jacked up. Hide it. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. That that one that one to me was like that's that's pretty uh, genius right okay. there. You know. On LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Keeping tires, by the way, in the trunk because he knows they're going to get sliced. Yes. Yeah, I just you kept know? a spare. Yeah. Just kept the spares in there. Um, yeah. On LinkedIn, there is an article. It's called Product Management and the Moral Philosophy of Roadhouse. Really? Ah, yeah. Can we drop a link in uh, our... We can. Yeah. We can. We can put it on our LinkedIn page. But So here's my, my problem with this is there are some movies that you shouldn't touch you shouldn't go back and redo i'm with you I, it, this is one of those you know and and i and i said this about point break when they redid point break I, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that you shouldn't touch any swayze movies but i think this one in particular you know what i might have to do if this movie comes out if they re try to release this movie i might have to go get the ouija board and summon the ghost of patrick swayze you see what i just did there I did, yes. I did. And uh, and ditto some people. So in well, the make movie... Sure you, make sure you're you're turning some clay at that point in the <laughs> middle of that. You're making a pot. You know? Now, this was... Uh, Roadhouse was 1989. I think it was before the movie Ghost. But uh, you've yeah, got Jake Gyllenhaal uh, as the lead. Mm -hmm. And then Conor McGregor's in it. You know Conor McGregor if you're... I know who Conor is, yeah. 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 Uh, that, Not impressed, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With I'm, I'm with you on that, although some of my, my friends are probably insulted. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the wiki page. So I, I know this to be a true, real thing because I saw Hall on Colbert, Stephen Colbert, and he said, mm -hmm. we're done filming. Wow. So That's I, interesting. I'm bringing well, bad news to the show to start things off on, but... Uh, well, no, I mean, you're steering us in the right direction here. And yeah. if anybody, like we are, we're big fans of Roadhouse, the original, the one and only Roadhouse, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And you're right. I mean, you can't, I mean, that would be like, remember uh, Red Dawn, the movie yeah. Red Dawn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think every actor in that movie was a perfect personality for that storyline and patrick it, swayze being yeah, one of the worked. people in that one is it, it worked. worked and it's hard that would be like um um footloose for example kevin bacon just blew it out of the water man yeah yeah you don't right? mess with that one either and and yeah, i don't so, think you should ever refilm top gun like that just isn't that just doesn't no. i mean you can have 
yeah, Top Gun Two Part Two with all the you know the you know the sequel to it, sure. which just happened, and that's pretty amazing. Now, speaking of sequels, Avatar, the yeah. new Avatar sequel is going to be coming out. And did you yeah. see how much money that they are going oh, yeah. to well, need at the box office to break even on that? I'm I'm getting ready to. Guess? Uh, it's a couple couple billion, right? Two point nine billion dollars yeah. is what it's going to take, um, and it would be the largest grossing box office movie ever if that happens. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to take down Avengers. Now, I will tell you, like we love. Uh, I'm getting ready to watch the original with my family because they've done the ride multiple times at Disney. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like uh, the original. It was good. Yeah, it's fantastic. But I just I don't know. It. If they're yeah. gonna make, you know, I like Sigourney. Sigourney Weaver was awesome in that man. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's just an amazing actress. I loved her in everything she's done. And she's um, in the. Um, is she in the sequel too? Or? No. Well, she's in the the Disney ride. Like she's has oh, a part she? in the yeah. Okay. Okay. Which hard to believe, man. She was a she was a theatrical. Yeah. Actor, and just was just trying to kind of break it break in, and and she just happened to take take a chance on this role because uh. she loves to act. And she started the Alien series, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> I love it, man. Galaxy Quest, man. It's my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She was you. amazing in that. Yeah, she's good. She's good in everything she We've does. We've got she entirely was... too many troublemakers here. <laughs> well, she was also great in Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, which was amazing. Yeah, with uh, so, r- yeah, Rick, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Was, I am the yeah. gatekeeper. Are you the key master? Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah she looked she looked great now. She always does in anything she does. But anyway, so great. That's good to know that this is uh, coming out. I, I'll be interested to see what it does. But Man, I'm not a big fan of the remake of movies that shouldn't I, be remade. That'd I be don't like think, trying to replace Smokey in the Bandit, right? I don't Bert, think that's right. Replace I, Bert. I don't think I'm done. I don't think I'm done being upset about this. I I, uh, I don't know. Well, maybe you need a little cooling. You know, maybe you need a cooler, you know, to help you out. Well, we already know who the best cooler. You know, that would be a life goal. Like, what do you want to do? I just want to be the best cooler in the business. You know, I, what is what is that even? How many coolers are there? Right? Like, yeah. how, how many coolers you know, are there in the world? True. The good ones. There's very got to be very very few. Patrick right. Swayze set the bar in the movie for that, as far as that goes. And, and Sam and Elliott. He, like, we haven't even like. Yeah. I don't oh, think you recast that either like that was just the perfect part for that character absolutely i absolutely agree man sam elliott's awesome i refer to my son as miho in part because of him and his character in that movie how's it going miho okay all right now hey speaking of rebooting maybe you're not so off the rail here with this or not but i texted you this last night Right. It seems that Red Foreman and wife yes. are going to be coming back with the 90s show. Yes. And it's going to be on Netflix, and I'm pretty happy about that, actually. I, I, yeah, so I will allow this one. Uh, yeah. I, so my initial thought was, yes, but they have to do it right. Yeah. Okay. They do. I think You know what I think they will be doing? I bet you that they will grab from the pool. You'll have Ashton Kutcher will probably, you know, have a cameo. I bet you Topher Grace will have a cameo. Yeah. I the only one that won't, um, I forget what his his name is, but he was uh 
uh, yeah. with the shades and curly hair. Yeah, right. He was he was on the ranch with Sam Elliott and Ashton Kutcher, which right. which was which was actually a really really good show. Deborah Winger was in it. I really thoroughly enjoyed that because I'm a I have a huge thing for Deborah Winger. I don't know okay. what it is. Well, now we're yeah. <laughs> ever ever since the movie Officer and a Gentleman, man, she just did it for me. Sorry, I, the cat the cat is out of the bag. There's something to do with that. I'm not quite sure what it is, but um, I guess dude uh, is like facing some long jail time or got, something. got himself in tr- a little bit of trouble got, it, yeah. got him got him some some troubles ahead yeah so uh anyway hope hope that um that uh he can see his way through that and um get himself fixed and get back into acting because he's a good actor too i like him yeah so anyway wow man do we have a packed show today or what keith i mean i yeah i would say yes i mean you better <laughs> yeah you better call up Domino's, man. Get yourself a soda pop uh, and, and a pie. Right. And have that thing delivered. Um, How do you want it delivered? Do you want it delivered by uh, autonomous uh, uh, bot? Or how do you want that delivered? Well, well, first of all... I'd say I told you so. Do you remember uh, that we uh, talked about that? You remember? Remember like I a year and a half ago? remember it very well. Okay. Yeah. Remember it and, very well. And we said... Uh, we reported on what was it Houston? They did a test yeah. market. Houston did a test market, on and and I think we said drugs. we're not done. There will be more to this story. I, I think it was something along those lines where we said, I, "See, this is this is the thing, Jay. This is the frustrating part for me." Is <clears throat> we break stories, and we almost cl- in a clairvoyant crystal ball. We 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 point to these things. This is true, and. Then sometimes two months later, sometimes a year later, sometimes longer than that, other people pick them up and run with them. And nobody ever, I just, the name gurus is in there for a reason. Right. Right? It is. And I I feel like some of these other news outlets owe us a little bit, right? Like, I I know it'll never happen, but. Look, we don't own a room full of crystal balls for nothing. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, so, I mean, there is a very good reason for that. And yes, that is why we are called the gurus. But you're right. We spoke of Domino's in the past. Yep. And their effort, um, you know, to change with the times to better what they're doing. They've taken a lot of flack over delivery, driver safety, those sorts of things. So, right. um, And plus, too. Uh, complaints from consumers about how their food may have been handled in certain situations and not appropriately handled that people, you know, driving up in hoopties with a domino sign on the top, you know, and going, oh, man, this is not wonder if wonder if there'll be a slice missing, um, you know, but not only have we talked about that, but we talked about what what will GM and Ford and all these manufacturers do when it comes to fleet situations, who will they target? Yeah. What's their what's their best audience or what's so, their best customer? So here you go. So here right? you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now the, in this case it's the bolt, right? The bolt right. EV. Chevy right? Bolt, right? And and, mm-hmm. and the good news, Jay, is if if the pizzas start to cool off, they can just leave them in those bolts for a while and wait for it to catch fire, right? <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yes, you're right. So man. I, this has to be 
Well, so congratulations to the GM sales, the fleet sales team, because this was a big win for them. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I, I think they will ultimately be moving towards an automated solution without a human driver. I, I see that coming. Um, but I think it makes sense, right? So they're not going to be able to afford mop Tesla Model 3s to do this. They, it has to no. be cost effective. Yeah. Um, I, I also, G I was just going to say, I just think that GM has positioned themselves in the market to offer from top to bottom to, to, to meet the demographic need, right? Yeah. But and you I know think this is a fine example of that. What's interesting to me is Domino's model for delivery has typically not been corporate-owned vehicles. It's been just like Uber or Lyft, mm -hmm. uh, right. the delivery driver owns their own car. So they're showing their hand a little bit in terms of Domino's planning to maybe do things a little bit differently in that they have company-owned delivery vehicles, right? Correct, and they, they haven't had that um, right. that many in forever. Plus, the other thing that does for them is it, it also sets a standard of driving records, those sorts of things. It, it gives them a little bit more control over the employee um, and you know that some of the choices that they, they have to – if it's their own vehicle, I think they're basically just – I think they have to be responsible for everything – and then they get repaid or compensated for gas and maybe insurance and that sort of stuff in a, on a broad scale. This way, you take all that out. All you have to do is put your uniform on and come into work and hop in a, a yeah. an EV and, and drive around. So and see, I, I what I thought what I thought was um, you know the vice president of of, of GM said that um, they both companies GM and Domino's are both. Uh, committed to um, bettering the environment, okay? And we, we know that the big push is, is zero emissions uh, and that GM uh, plans on eliminating that by uh, 2035 or going to all uh, electric by then. Um, and then the affordable price um, is key to this. Now, why this piqued my interest when I saw this story, for, for a number of reasons, but the main reason was what the vehicle is. Now, you know this. I, I've talked right. to you about it. My wife drives one mm -hmm. for, for her company that she works with. She loves it. She has no problem with it. Now, this, t this ties into all the, the, the postal workers out there that are crying because they're thinking that the EV <laughs> uh -oh, is going to change their world, here we go. right? Here we go. My wife, <laughs> yes, my wife drives her EV and loves it. it and it's, it's not hers. It's, it's who she works for. She has no problem plugging the thing in when she's finished. Yeah. She has no problem pulling the plug out when she needs to go. So yeah, get well, over it, people. Here it I, is. Yeah. I, so, um, I, again, I, you can make the argument that it adds more to your processes or your procedural time or whatever. I just don't think that's not going to change things. And Jay and I have repeatedly said this on this very show. We're not pro-EV. We're not anti-EV. We're not. We're just reporting to you the facts here, right? This is the way things are headed. Um, and... You know, if you don't like it, it's not, we're not, don't be mad at us, right? 
Right. Yeah, yeah. don't be mad at us. We're just giving you the news. Um, what, here's what I think is really cool about this, too. Okay. How Domino's and, has, has approached this, by the way. Yeah, okay. If, if I may. Um, oh, please. By all means. They're, they're, <laughs> they're being very transparent and open about this. There's an interactive map, uh, map that you can go to on Domino's corporate page, and it's dominoes.com forward slash EV fleet forward slash hashtag giveaway. And they go in and they're telling you how many EVs they already have in service and how many EVs they're going to have by the end of 2023. But you can click on each state. It's an interactive map. That's cool. see what's happening. So... So already on the road, they have 112 EVs already out there in service, okay? But by the end of 2023, almost 900. They're saying 855. Now, um, right now, currently, in the state of Washington, where I live, oddly enough, there are no EVs in their fleet. But South Dakota has four. Um, Go figure, right? That's so weird. Right, that is a little odd. Check this out. You have, in the state of Tennessee, you have two EVs on the road right now but you have 80 coming by the end of 2023 i guarantee you that that's going to be in nashville knoxville oh, hohenwall <laughs> yeah right right for I, those I would, of you I, that there is actually a town called hohenwald not hole in wall and i ironically uh little jay did you know um Meriwether Lewis's death, like of Lewis and Clark fame, right? Yeah. Uh, confidant mm-hmm. to President Jefferson. Yeah. Big mystery surrounding his alleged suicide. Alleged? Mm-hmm. Alleged. Alleged. Yeah. Anyway, alleged, alleged. I digress. You, saying, yeah. you guarantee Nashville and? Uh, Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis. Um, I think Chattanooga probably, will be in there. I think Chattanooga, yeah. I was going to say that. I think Chattanooga will be too because it's it's – positioned nicely right between right. Atlanta and Knoxville. So it's a heavily traveled area right there. But oh, it's, I, th- and it's I think the reason hub. Yeah, it is. And I think the reason why Nashville, Knoxville, and Memphis are uh probably highly targeted because of the the university presence. Right, right. Um as well as the uh 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 if you look at Nashville and you look at Memphis they have professional sports teams. You have a lot of people traveling in and out of town to well, come see these. So you're going to want to have and, and college sort of towns historically have tons of there. There are usually more Domino's, more pizza delivery places in college university towns uh, per capita. Like there's more stores. D- Jay, did you know? Little known, little known fact. Did you know I used to be a Domino's driver? You did tell me that. I think okay. you said you got jacked up one time or something, didn't you? Uh, you, what, what, did what, you like jacked get, up? What what is that? I mean, like did, like gun gun pulled on or something or no? Uh, I don't I don't remember. Maybe that was one weird... of my other. Maybe it was one of my other Domino driver friends. Yeah, uh, I don't think that was me. Friends. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. <laughs> so, I my boss at the time. Now you have to remember this was 1990, so it was a year after Roadhouse came out. Um, they right. still had the 30 minute delivery guarantee. Um, right. We did not have GPS, and I had a Ford Mustang, uh, but it was a little bit older. It was four or five years old, and occasionally mm-hmm. it would have issues, and I would it would break down. My the owner, the manager of that fr- not the owner, the manager of that franchise had a brand new Iroxy. Back then, mm-hmm. it was a you know pretty hot car, right. and I, I secretly loved it when I would have car issues because. 
I would get that. I mean, he would yell at me, you know, he was very much like a, like an old school football coach. Like, you know, he was verbally like just abusive. Right. But right. I would take the abuse cause I got to drive his brand new IROC. So it was kind of mm. fun, you know. You're a smart man, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to play well, up. Well, wouldn't you? Gotta, I mean, it's worth getting getting yelled at yeah. a little bit to bust gotta, around. Got to play that up to it. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> I'm going to pick just a few states that, to me, just that are going to. Let me give you the the projections here. Like like I said initially, Washington State, they have zero on the road now, dominoes, and by the end of 2023, they're predicting zero. That's odd to me. Neighboring state, uh, Oregon. Zero on the road right now, uh, with nine coming by the end of 2023. This is no surprise. California has zero on the road right now, but by the end of 2023, they're going 105. This does not surprise me either. Florida, zero EVs on the road, six in 2023. Virginia, 15 on the road now. However, 56 coming by the end but of you, 2023. you have to remember that's, that's D.C. D.C., yeah. It's got to be D.C., yeah, yeah. absolutely. And let's see New York. New York is slim, man. Two EVs now, uh, four EVs by the end of 2023. Yeah, I don't think that's a, you know, they get creative there with not all their delivery drivers are driving cars, right? Like they do some bicycles, some EVs, yeah. who knows, one wheel, right? This, Yeah. I, you know what I'm seeing, though? I'm seeing the majority of these by end of 2023, the large quantities of EVs yeah. that'll be there yeah. are mainly states that have very large, high-profile universities. Right, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama, they have zero on the road, but they expect to have 38 EVs by the end of well, 2023. Well, it makes sense. I mean, the operating cost on those is... Again, the only thing that doesn't necessarily register with me is why the company is paying for vehicles that historically the drivers have been required to provide on their own, meaning you bring your own vehicle. But but who knows? I mean, that that's a, you know, 800 this, vehicles is not a huge, it, it's big, but for Domino's, it's not like crazy big, right? Right. It's not. It's not. Man, Indiana just went all in, dude. 43 well, EVs on the road now. That's Bloomington, right? Yeah. And uh, they expect 93 by and, the end of 2023. And Notre Dame. Yeah. This is I, true, yeah. You got I, big universities. You got Champaign-Urbana I mean, over there too, though. I, you would think. Well, that's Illinois, right? Right. And they've only got seven Ario, of these coming. Ario Speedwagon territory. Yeah. <laughs> ride, I, I guess what you're. Storm out. I guess what we're saying here, Jay, is ultimately you have to expect the unexpected. Never underestimate your opponent. <laughs> expect the unexpected. Right. There you go. Okay. Um, hey guys. <laughs> If this has been at all valuable to you, make sure you uh, leave a comment uh, you know, down here in the uh, comment section of, of any video that we put out, including this one. Um, make sure you subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Parts County Gurus. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at any of your favorite podcast platforms. We are there. Um, we've added a few more new ones over the last several weeks. Um, I think iHeartRadio being one of them, correct? Is, yeah, uh, one of our new yeah. platforms. So if that's your if that's your game, go ahead and grab grab that and listen to us. Just make sure you subscribe and always give us a review. Uh, tell us what you think we're, about what we're doing. Let us know what we can improve on. What we on what the podcast platform? Well, on the uh, podcast yeah, platform. that's the yes. best way to promote to help us promote it. When you leave a review, other people basically get notified that we exist. Uh, right. 
And right. and like I love to say, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you don't have something nice to say, talk to Jay first before you leave the review. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The, the so best cooler, <laughs> the best cooler in the business, right? And 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 together, you guys can take it outside. <laughs> I love it. Just love it, love man. It, love I'm it, love I'm, it. I'm 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 simultaneously like. I love. I've always loved Roadhouse. I'm happy to have it back in the news, but I'm sad that uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, well, it's just, some of the classics, almost, though. Even when they do the remakes, like it's almost like your girlfriend just broke up with you or something. It, it kind of is. Yeah. Well, it's think weird. about it. Would you ever redo the famous Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie? Heck no. I mean, I mean, well, not only. Only if they put Yay in as the is the. Oh uh, my God! <laughs> wow! Wow! Okay. No, I'm just joking. Where are you going not, with this, Jay? Not, the reason why I say Yay because Yay thinks he can be anything. Right. Hey, Yay! We'd like to not welcome you on our podcast <laughs> ever. Wow. Yeah, I, I like to avoid uh, co- some controversy is good, but then there's that, right? Yeah, I don't. Gosh, I don't. That guy, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he keeps uh, interesting company too. By the way, so mm-hmm. there you go. Um, are you still, do you tweet a lot anymore? I mean, are you still tweeting? I mean, we're on Twitter, by the way, guys, um, and you can check us out over at, uh, twitter.com. Uh, and we are the parts, we're parts counter gurus, but our, we are at the counter show is what we are. If you want to find us there. So, so personally, I tweeted a few weeks back. The biggest thing trending on Twitter right now is Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I was a little apprehensive about putting out any of the videos that we just released out on Twitter, which by the way, guys. You don't have to just go to YouTube. You can go to Twitter if you're on Twitter. We post our videos over there as well. So make sure if you don't have a Twitter account, um, or if you do have a Twitter account and you want to hang in there, and you know, with with a deep breath, not knowing what's going to happen to it. Um, yeah, you know, you, you might you might go there. So you know, I. So I I have changed my mind a little bit over the past week on Twitter. Um, so, you know everybody likes this kind of reality TV kind of mindset, like watching train wrecks in real life. I'm I'm noticing that. Yes. Yeah. And so obviously there's some of that going on with Twitter. And, um, so you have, you have people like, like general motors, like some of the news outlets that basically said, we're pausing from Twitter, right? Like GM Mm -hmm. in particular, uh, I think, which is where you're going with this. Yep. Mary Barra. Yep. Yeah, and what I don't, what I personally don't care for, is the way that Elon handled the the termination of so many other people, like kind of publicly, kind of in a real aggressive, kind of nasty way. Yeah, it was, it was not. It, he he, it was more of a mockery for him, I think. Yeah, it was a show. It was, I yeah, I was I was a bit taken back by that as well, Keith. It didn't set well with me because. Nobody in the workforce deserves to be treated that right. way. You 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 deserve respect. Um, you know to be respectfully asked if you would like to retain your your occupation, uh, your work, your time and service with the company. But there's going to be some changes. You lay out the guide, right? Uh, the guidelines, and if you're on board, then great. If not. Adios, but, but don't I mean, do what you did. Yeah, essentially you got Dalton from Roadhouse and the new Double Deuce who comes in. Look, I'm telling I told- you straight. It's my way or the highway. 
So anybody wants to walk, do it now. I mean, think about it, dude. That's yeah. exactly what he did, right? He did, he did. And you know what's funny about that? <laughs> I can see physically right now. I can I can vision Dalton walking in with a kitchen sink too. All right. I and mean, I'm telling you guys. Like, I know I keep going back to this, but um, you know, you know the title. I mean, this is gonna we're gonna have to call this one Roadhouse, but. Uh, there are people that study his body language in the movie when he makes that, like when he shows up and they introduce him and kind of how he's, I'm telling you, man, there was like a lot of whoever put that together. They didn't do it by accident. Oh no. And you know, Patrick Swayze again, I mean, we're on this Patrick Swayze thing. (laughs) Um, He is, I mean, he studies apart heavily. He, he, well, I say he studies. He studied, unfortunately. Yeah. God, God rest his soul. What a great actor. He, he died too soon. Um, but every role he was in, you could tell he oh. studied that, man. You know, like we had this conversation with our good friend Marlon Young about method acting. How do you act? Right. You know, how, how do you learn to do these things? And, you know, Marlon is such a cool cat about it. And I, I can, I can vis- envision Swayze having that same... Yeah. mentality and approach to the work that he does and nobody yeah right so so back to elon so um <clears throat> you know the thing that i've kind of turned a corner on where i'm 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 trying to withhold judgment is twitter was losing a lot of money every year like a lot mm-hmm. like billions mm-hmm. of built like with a b billion and right so you can't continue to do that in perpetuity or you're going to go bankrupt, right? So right, right. S- something had to change. Um, on the upside, if his goal, and he started to kind of talk a little bit about where he sees Twitter in, in the future. And mm-hmm. to get to that goal, he, so if he's going to lose advertisers like General Motors, because advertising mm-hmm. is a huge revenue stream for Twitter, right. he has to cut his 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 bottom line also his staff right if you mm-hmm. don't have the top end coming in you you've got to you've got to short you've got to reduce the bottom end mm-hmm. and so i i guess the thing that i'm curious about here is does he care when people like gm say we're gonna step out of this for a while or is that part of his plan and he's like yes yeah, so i have a vision and i don't it doesn't include you right that's kind of the I I believe that I believe right? that Elon has something in the works. He has a plan. Um, everybody has watched Elon over the years, with obviously Tesla taking it from right. a thought to what it is now. It is the leader in the EV industry right now, um, and actually a really reliable uh, well vehicle has been. And you bring up uh, a good point because what he does publicly on Twitter. Mm-hmm has an impact on Tesla in terms of their pub- the public opinion, the stock price, all of that, right? It sure does. It does. It sure does. Yeah. But what, what did we say about him? He has a way with brands. He is a genius when it comes to this. Now, you look at Starlink. You look at SpaceX. Everybody looked at him like he was crazy. But guess what? He stirred the pot and he got it done. Now he is, you know, he's sending people up into space, up to the space station and He's he's won some more contracts. He's he's given the Ukraine uh, internet uh, with Starlink uh, when they didn't have any because they were getting uh, power cut and um, utilities and those sorts of things cut uh, by the Russians. 
So some of the things that he's done is some really groundbreaking things and has impacted our society as a whole um, quite, quite heavily. And he continues to do so. So Twitter will probably change even more than what we know it. And what I found interesting is what, you know, let's just get to the meat and potatoes here. The reason why we're talking about this is that um, GM CEO, who, who is uh, Mary Barra, we all know who she is. Um, she's the uh, chair and chief uh, executive officer. Uh, GM, and that's Mary herself, GM, Buick, Cadillac, Chevrolet, uh, GMC. Those brands, the last time they tweeted anything was October 27th, yeah. which coincides with uh, Elon's uh, closing right. of the purchase of Twitter. Now, so, what I, can, I, can I say yeah. this real quick? What I found interesting as a reason, one of the reasons why Mary says this, she says, and I'm not sure I buy that this is even a valid point here with her. She says, with a competitor owning the platform, a competitor, she's talking Elon Musk, Tesla, mm -hmm. right? It's important for us to ensure our advertising strategies and data can be safely managed. GM said this in, a, in an email adding that the company sees Twitter as just one of many channels available to share information and would choose the channels and platforms that can be most effective at any point in time. I'm not buying that. I mean, yeah. Elon can go anywhere. She's just she's saying the same thing that I'm thinking, which is so you're not going to tweet, so you're going to you're going to totally isolate yourself from your followers on Twitter and your competitors even from i mean are you expecting them not to follow you on your other platforms right so it's not like they're putting out blueprints and company industry secrets on twitter um you know most of the time what gm and other car companies use twitter for is marketing right yeah. now i want to add a little bit of uh color clarity i guess uh gm is actually still tweeting but not well they're replying. So if a customer goes on GM yes, and has a question, yes. you can see that they are still very responsive to those inquiries on Twitter and, and they'll do follow-ups and ask for DMs. And so the customer service aspect is still very much alive for GM on Twitter. Um, I, I'm with you, Jay. It sort of feels like a PR stunt and I'm not it sure. Is. Yeah, he's a competitor because he owns Tesla, but what is he going to are you so is the concern like you need to back that up gm is it that you think you're not going to get the positioning on some of these ads or some of these you know the twitter runs ads right in between tweets and stuff right so right right are you thinking like the the algorithms won't do you any favors like if that's the case and i can you could make that argument with me and i would believe it mm -hmm. but that's not what you're saying here you're talking right. about secrets and yeah, ah, it's, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And and what's also interesting is that um, other automakers like um, like Ford, Lordstown, uh, BMW, <laughs> yeah, Lordstown, <laughs> uh, even even the CEO of Ford, Jim Farley, uh, yeah. Beamer, uh, Honda, Benz, uh, Nissan, Renault, Stellantis, Toyota, uh, um, VW, and more are still tweeting. But the VW Group and its brands have halted all paid activities on Twitter until further notice. Now, EV startups, Rivian, Lucid, Fisker. Yeah. Well, they have um, to. 
They have no, to. No, they're they're yeah, they are continuing to tweet right. like crazy. Um they and it need makes the attention. They, they have need to the continue to grow. The not, Rivian in particular is not cash flow positive, right? That that is too risky for them. Some of these other companies, I can see them withdrawing sponsorship, which mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of the road Elon said he wanted to go down anyway. He's kind of trying to turn Twitter into a news source and you know he was just tweeting about the world cup and mm-hmm. like said something like get your world cup news here the best world cup news here right here on twitter or whatever and so maybe his vision doesn't include so much ad revenue i i mean i'm not sure and this is the part none of us uh, are clear on yet he's kind of a firebrand and that's where i can see like the volkswagens of the world going yeah we're just gonna hold off for a second to see if he sets himself on fire because to your point earlier, Jay, you know, not everybody is worth the risk of doing business with uh, in the Truth. spirit of your ye comment earlier, right? Right, right. Or yay or whatever. Ye? Yay. Yay. It's, maybe it's ye. Yay? Well, I was thinking hey. Yeezy. It's yay, I think. It's yay. Con As in con yay. Yeah. 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 He's a genius. He's yeah. a genius. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oof. Anyway. Yeah, you know, it's just... I don't understand it. Um, you know, obviously GM has the right to do anything that they want to do. It's their their business. I don't see what this is going to. If anything, I can see it having some negative impacts um, from some of their followers. Of course, though, they did the same thing when they said, "Hey, we're going all electric," and they still got people buying cars. And then you have the old faithful, you know, Corvette owners that had the front engine. And said, oh, I've never bought another Corvette my entire life. But it turns out it seems to be one of the better-selling generations, the C8 uh, mid-engine, which is a pretty awesome ride. I think people quickly figured out why GM did what they did. Um, GM was positioning themselves for even further down the road to go all electric with this thing, and it's happening. And that's that's it. So get get ready for that. So do you think – what do you think the long-term effect could be if – from this, if if anything at all, do you nobody think will care. At all? Nobody will care. I don't. You know what? I think you you hit the head of the nail. I think that the ADD society that we live yep. in right now, where people are so short attention span. I mean, um, for for example, the Ukraine. It was all you could do is watch the Ukrainian war mm-hmm. on the news, twenty four seven for the first three weeks of this thing going on. Now we're months in. You you just don't hear that much about and it it's anymore. Very bad right now. Yeah. yeah, so you know, so GM, you might rethink it. Um, Everything if you don't care, is, you know, I, I don't it, really care. It doesn't it's bother eyeballs. Me. You, you, we know this, Jay. It's all algorithmic. It's all how many clicks and views and eyeballs do you get? Advertisers are very focused on sometimes the wrong things. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, what's your customer base? How many subs do you have? And what they really need to be looking at is what's your quality engagement right like uh, of these clicks or views how what's the conversion rate how long do people do people come back do they follow? but that's not what it's about right now it's about give us red meat right short attention span theater right yeah absolutely and you know uh that last tweet by the way that that Mm -hmm. mary barra put out um she basically says we're making big investments to give 
uh, GM customers a seamless transition to EVs, including right. working to provide access to more than 100,000 charge points throughout the U.S. and Canada. Did you see some of the responses to, to that tweet? The uh, first no. one. No. Enlighten me, please. Okay, so um, uh, one guy, uh, Jay Porter, 1975, says, 11 months I've waited on chips for my truck. Guaranteed it'll be the last GM product I'll ever own. Now, GM um, responded just, to that. Yeah. I'd, they responded. They say that is a difficult statement to respond to. GM takes comments like this very seriously, and we don't want to see you go. Our team is happy to check on the status of your chip. Feel free to send us a uh, uh, DM with your VIN. Uh, very well handled, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's how do you deal with it. I, um, yeah, you, yeah. it's fair of this guy to be mad at GM for the delay in the part, but you think they're but, the only company? I mean, they're all suffering from this, right? They're all suffering from it. And here's the thing, though. To, to key in on what you and I just stated, there's people that just don't care about the Twitter right. side of this stuff. They're more interested in what is GM doing for us. And here's the same tweet, a comment on the same tweet. Um, the guy says, um, any thoughts on changing General Motors, the General Motors name to something like Exceptional Motors? I wonder how many customers don't want something that's general. Basically, thanking Mary, and I'm proud of you for bringing EVs to the world. So you got people are on board. Yeah. So you're going to have both sides of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that GM has been in, in the battle long enough. I think they'll be okay. I'm just having a hard time understanding the step away from, from Twitter. I, I get it. It's their right, though. Yeah. They can do that. So. But you and I just sit here and watch the show, right? You know, I'm That's here it. for the bar fights. Do, yeah. <laughs> uh, is it the Twitter show or the shitter show? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. So, right. right. So, uh, um, yeah, it's... Uh, People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. <laughs> so, uh, what's Ooh, next? Boy. What's next? <clears throat> Is this the one I've been waiting right. for? Um, Speaking of slaughterhouse? Yeah. Yeah, we want to talk a little bit about our, 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 our Asian friends uh, from our, Jap our Japanese manufacturers, Lexus and Toyota. Mm -hmm. uh, we think they have a problem. Don't you? Uh, Let's just tear right into this. This man. is bad, just, man. This is bad. I mean, we are, and I'm, it's I'm, not good. I'm it's gonna not have good. I'm gonna have a special message at the end of this from Dalton for someone at Toyota. But um, before this, we start, though, Keith, yes, may I? Yes. May I? May, may I just say this before we get into this? Everybody who is listening to this, if you are an owner of a 2010 through 2019 Toyota or a Lexus. You need to be paying attention to this, and you make sure that you contact your dealerships to see if you're affected. You that's can go to their website and you can find out. That's a that's almost a, a ten year range. It's a ten year range, everybody. Yeah. But if that's you, yeah. But that's that's not the only story we're going to pull out of this. So this, get ready. So okay. hold on to your your hats and wigs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this might be the biggest screw up from an automaker that I've seen since we've been doing this program. I, I seriously mean that. Absolutely. Like, I'm that committed to what I'm about to say. So, um, if you were if you were to define them, and with a picture next to this snafu acronym, uh, their their logos should be right beside them. I a vision of someone pooping the bed 
yeah comes comes to mind right i agree yeah so absolutely yep now i I guess i need to first a little professional qualification here so uh, and you may not know this jay but i strap in right as you said so jay and i come from the the automotive industry um of the two of us jay has way more experience on that side than i do but i'm familiar enough with it to know protocols and procedures at a high level okay um, you may not know this about me, Jay, but before you and I worked together many years ago, I had 10 plus years in the wireless telecommunications industry. Did you know that? I did. I did know this. We've had this conversation. Okay. Yes. So, so you are very I, well versed. I know in, the technology. In the I, I understand cellular. Um, when I let now, now let me put this in perspective for you. When the first iPhone came out, okay, it was on the 3G network. I think. If if not for sure, no, actually the second iPhone was iPhone 3G. The second Correct. iPhone. I so so it's third, 3G. third generation cellular, right. Third generation cellular, right. Right. So that's how long 3G has realistically been in place since the second iPhone. When I left my and to be fair, like I was in college when I started, so you know, that's why I was able to say 10 years. But um, when I right. when I left we were implementing 3G. When, when I left Wireless Telecom, we were in the process of implementing the 3G network. Okay, now you and I worked together, how long ago was that, Jay? 10 plus years, 15? It's been a while. At least, yeah, it's okay? been a long time. Yep. This was before that. So that's how long 3G has been in existence, okay? Um, and and I, I, I got your message, uh, I it's, I, the recording should be fine. We're having a little bit of a technical glitch here, everybody. Um, but um, I think the issue that I have here, so to get to the meat of it, is Toyota has been putting 3G chips in their vehicles until as recently as 2019. Right. 2019. Toyota so they, and Lexus, the same, and, under the same model, yes. They continued to implement, to build vehicles with 3G parts until two and a half years ago, before right. COVID, before the mm-hmm. pandemic. Let's go yep. three years, okay? Yeah, yeah. This month, this month, November 2022, all the 3G networks essentially went offline. Yeah. If you have one of these Toyota or Lexus vehicles, and we can give you the full list here, it includes ranges all the way from all the way up to 2019. I think it's 2010 to 2019. Is that right, Jay? Yeah, it's 2010 to 2018 on the Lexus models and up to 2019 on the Toyota models, correct? Uh, 2019, a lot of the forerunners were affected. That's correct. Okay? Yep. So yep. the problem that I have with this is at a minimum, at a minimum, Toyota has known 3G was going away for about a year and a half, 18 months. Right. Okay. Yep. And yet they didn't communicate to what I would consider effectively to their their customer base. And the worst part about this is there's no solution. Not Unless you consider trading it in for a new one, a solution. Right. So wh- why does this matter? Why does this matter? Why could this matter to you if you own one of these affected vehicles? And we'll put a list in the on the website and the mention on the podcast page. And, it, and if this makes a video segment, look for it in the in the description. Um, because if you have any 
of the remote accessible features to include the the app on your phone, uh, remote start on a Lexus, even with the key fob, even with the key fob. If you are paying that monthly fee and your vehicle is in this list, that's mm -hmm. not going to work anymore. It's all part of the Inform platform, the yep. E-N-F-O-R-M platform that includes Safety Connect, Destination Assist, yep. like you said, Remote Assist, Service Connect, all the uh, stuff. All the services stuff, uh, it tell, Vehicle Locator, uh, warnings that tell you if you left the car unlocked. Uh, some of the things that I liked, which included like um, guest driver features. So think side shot when he's old enough to drive, right? Like you could know A, where the car is, B, how fast it's been going. You can limit some of that. That's all, that's all disabled now. Right. And the reason this is such a blunder is because Toyota chose, even after they knew the end was coming, to continue using 3G cellular chipsets. Correct. And the only reason, I don't know why, but I would guess that that was a cost savings move, right? I'm sure it was, and I bet that they looked at their demographic on how long do our, our owners mm -hmm. keep their vehicles before right. they trade in. But Toyota, so, who notoriously right. has a longer life expectancy, like that's mm -hmm. one of the big, right? I mean... Right. If, if I've got a 2019 Toyota 4Runner at this point, I mean, we're we're only talking about a vehicle that's only three years old. Right. Three years old, man. A three-year-old vehicle. Right. If you put, took a five-year note out on a $55,000 4Runner, you're still right. paying for it, and you've completely lost your ability to connect yep. remotely to that car. And yep. the way Toyota does this, a lot of these remote, like remote start, you can't, mm -hmm. if you're not paying them a monthly fee, you don't get that feature, okay? So right. this, is, this is the issue to me, is, you know, like on our Alexis Inform, we were paying $16 a month, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of revenue that Toyota is losing now because of this blunder. And my wife, by the way, she called them and she said, Hey, uh, we got a notice on the app. It's not working anymore. And they told her, eh, well, we're not charging you anymore. And my wife said, because I coached her, do you have a solution? <laughs> Is there anything we can do? I mean, I told you, Jay, I'd be willing to go and pay for a cell card upgrade if they had a like swap right. out option. Right. No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's that's insane, Think about man. the uh, the monthly revenue that they are now without it being able to get in a time where all the automotive industry thinks about is how to go back to that same remonetization well. And somebody just completely blew this. They did, man. And you know, they they're not the only ones um, that's fair. That, yep. that that chose to do this. However, the majority of manufacturers out there, for example, General Motors, um, they offered upgrades to uh, 4G and 5G networks. Right. Uh, General Motors, for instance, on the, um, what is it? They had over-the-air software updates to OnStar yep. equipped vehicles, uh, which keeps them connected. But they did um, not They did not put legacy hardware in there that could not be upgraded as Toyota correct. did. Correct. And, you know, you look at early 2010 Subaru vehicles, uh, they require a physical upgrade to keep the Starlink system operating. Why can't they do a physical upgrade. Yeah, you know, now, there's got to be a, there's got to be an answer to this. Man. I think on some of those Subaru covered the cost. I'm saying that I would even be willing to, I'd pay for it. Give me a paid option to go in and pay for that mm -hmm. card replacement. I would do it. Yep, but Lexus is saying, man, that there are no available retrofit options for it. That's and it. that is that is official. My wife got the same answer from yep. 
a Lexus representative. So you're telling me, Toyota and Lexus, on a premium luxury vehicle, you chose to continue using the cheapest communication chips that you could, the while least expensive. While charging a premium Man. for the service. If that doesn't just stink to high heaven, dude, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it, I, you proves, guys, it proves that not only you are ripping people off by offering a low-end version of a high-end option. Right. You know? And it's showing now. You got caught with your pants down, Lexus and Toyota, I think. And I think that this is going to harm them tremendously. Um, they may lose some some loyalty uh, uh, to to their brands from this. So yeah, now let's and and you guys, if you own one of these in the affected range, and let's just go ahead and tell them. Do you have the Toyota list? If not, I can pull it up. I, I do. Um, you ready? So on the Lexus side, it's all Lexus vehicles from 2010 to 2017, and then 2018 it includes the GX, which is a big seller for them. It is. All huge, vehicles man. in the Lexus line from 2010 to 2017 are affected by this and the 2018 GX. On the Toyota side, Jay, what is it? So you've got, <laughs> you actually have EV and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles that are affected by this. Um, so this is your hybrid, uh, uh, hybrid vehicles and your EVs. Uh, 2012 to 14 RAV4, uh, 2012 to 15 Prius plug-in. Uh, 2016 to 17 Toyota Mirai. Um, there are no retrofit va uh, options available at all. Um, Safety Connect, uh, 2011 to 17 Sienna. 12 to 16 Prius V. 13 to 18 Avalon. Um, 12 to 14 RAV4. Again, the EV, the Prius plug-in, the Camry. Uh, 2013 to 17 Camry, 2016 to 17 Mirai, 10 to 16 Prius, 24, let's see, four, excuse me, 14 to 18 Highlander, uh, 2011 to 17 Land Cruiser, and 2010 to 19 Forerunner. There you have it. That's <laughs> I think a lot of vehicles. Whoever, and I, I don't say this lightly, but whoever was involved in this decision on the Toyota in, in on the corporate side, they need to be fired. Like this is a huge blunder, and it cost that company a lot of money. This was a yeah. short-sighted decision. You, you know what Dalton would would say? Your history. <laughs> when I'm on my break, stay on it. <laughs> when I'm on my break, stay on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay on it. Your well, history. Let me say this too. And I don't know if there is any relationship to this whatsoever. Call me a conspiracy theorist. But oh, you remember the, the chip <laughs> yeah. shortages that we have been having? Yep. There was one manufacturer out of Japan that had a lot of chips available, and they didn't stall bringing these vehicles out in production, did they? So you kind of got to wonder. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's some thought. That's something to I think mean, about. It's, yeah. Who knows? They, crazy, this man. is not their first year, their 10th year, their 20th year, their third decade in business. You guys at Toyota have to know better than this. This is a so bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Give us a like, um, subscribe, uh, and stay tuned. Leave a comment. How do you feel about this? Uh, make sure you stay tuned to our channel because we will be bringing you some updates on this 
as they come to us. So thank you for listening and watching. Mm. Man, it is a big, big blunder, dude. I, I, I don't get it. I really, really, really don't get it. Insane. Well, and they tried to spin it a little bit and say, you know, well, the cell carriers just cut us off. Right. Yeah, because you were using a legacy technology. You remember the switch to digital uh, television? I do, yeah. It, it would kind of be like starting up a new television network a year or two before the switch to digital and only being over the air. Right. Right. And then blaming the FCC or somebody like that. Right. I mean, the FCC warned everybody. everybody they've been warned. This is not, I, I guess, the point that I'm trying to make here or was trying to make here in the previous segment is, yeah, yeah, the blaming the, uh, the cell industry thing, that's... I, 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 it, okay, let me, give you a, let me give you the automotive equivalent. You make a leaded gasoline engine two years or a year before the mandate to switch to unleaded and you blame the petroleum industry. Right. Right. Remember that? Yeah, I do recall that, man. I, I absolutely 100% recall that. If you well, what are you going to do? Changes. They stopped making it. Well, yeah. I mean, so, right. but you knew about it. That's your job to know what's in the pipeline, right? Well, even still, when they changed to um, unleaded fuel, they were still having issues even with some of the models that were carrying, right. that were made after the change, just because I don't think the technology followed them. It was, yeah. And, and know, that kind of goes back to what Jim from Optima said. You know, you don't want politicians leading the charge. No, you, you want you the auto enthusiasts. But again, like we always say, Keith, the aftermarket has a way to fix the problems. And therefore, you had a lot of aftermarket companies. And sure. one company that you and I used to work for, Valve Seed Inserts, was how they started. Yeah. And um, valve seat inserts, the reason why they became such a huge deal in the uh, uh, cylinder head re, uh, resurfacing and rebuilding industry is because of the uh, the unleaded fuel market. And they basically, you know, cracked the nut on how to how to deal sure. with it. So, yeah, to this day, I still think that some of those early small block Chevrolets are still like the number one selling valve seat inserts and valves mm -hmm. in the world. Well, that's because of all the mail trucks. <laughs> right. Sorry. Right. right. Sorry. No, they, they, they weren't GM, man. They were Ford. <laughs> wow. Remember that yeah. clown? Hey, clown, I mean, <laughs> you want to come on our show and let's talk about this? You postal clown, you. Anyway, um, <laughs> I love it, man. Um, wow. You know, we, we've talked heavily, Keith. But back to the 3G thing, though, real quick. Yeah. Remember me telling you here, here is an absolute fine example of being ahead of the curve. The where I live, we have it's a gated community, and um, there is cellular service that is linked to the gate, so people can punch in a, a, a number and call the person from the right. gate to let them in. Right. Right. Well, that's done through cellular service, not a landline. Cellular service, ours is, and we got a notification over three years ago. Right. To the HOA stating, and, you need to be changing your plan because yeah. 3G is going away. We're going to no longer service 3G after a certain date. Do, do you really think Verizon and T-Mobile and you know all the other carriers in the world with as many endpoints on in GM vehicles, in Toyota vehicles, 
and Ford vehicles didn't reach out to those corporations and say, hey, guys, little heads up for you here. I mean, yeah. do you really think they would risk pissing off Ford by waiting until a year from the cut over to let them oh, know? You, you know they were in talks. This, this, that Toyota and Lexus's decision to do what they did here is completely on them, man. They, they had all the necessary information, all the product at their fingertips to make this right, and they chose not to do it. And in my opinion, it's a black eye on these guys. That's just my opinion. And I'm allowed to have that, people. So there you go. <laughs> Whoa. Um, we welcome your comments, everyone. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk what's Ford. Next? Yeah. Ford. Okay. If you um, insist. Yeah. Let's talk about the F-150. Is this it like seems, the Bigfoot Ford that was in the movie Roadhouse that drove over all the cars in the dealer? Yeah, or that's it. That's okay. it, man. Yeah. yeah. It's the uh, Chin Edition, man. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. Well played. There you yeah. go. Which, by the way, guys, check our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash parts kind of guru and go check out the Chin Edition F-150 Lightning, which was pretty amazing uh, SEMA build. So it was it was fun to fun to talk to him, and it's a really good interview with him, a real quick talk with him. Fantastic. And we're going to try to get him on our show physically on our show so anyway so th this what we're about to talk about it it has to do with charging of an f-150 lightning but keith and i talked several months ago about problems with charging stations that are out there public charging stations and mm -hmm. the lack of maintenance that that is going on uh with these things um they need to i if, if i'm a consumer i'm not necessarily worried about not being able to find a charge point, a charging point. I'm more interested in knowing whether or not that charging point is physically working properly. Um, because if it's working properly, then I, you know, I, I know that I'm going to be able to charge my vehicle and get moving on. Um, so where we're going with this, there was a Ford F-150 Lightning owner um, that during a recent trip, uh, he used an Electrify America charging station. During the process of charging the F-150 Lightning, he heard an extremely loud boom, bang, whatever, um, before the, the charger and the truck completely went dead. It basically bricked the truck. And Keith, on technical terms, for those of people that don't know what brick means, can you explain that? Yeah, so it's a it's a industry. It's in the tech industry. It's a slang term that basically means if you draw a visual image of a brick, that's basically so it it's a metaphor, right? It, it is right. you have an object that is now nothing but a brick, right? It's so yep. if I have a a router or a cell phone and I brick my cell phone, well, now it's good for nothing but being a brick, right? So uh, the term essentially means it stopped uh, having the intended capabilities of that device or whatever. So uh, in this case, that means if it's truly bricked, probably nothing or almost nothing in that truck works, meaning you probably can't roll the windows up or down. You definitely can't move it uh, without right. towing it, without outside assistance. Right. Uh, it's not going to move under its own power. And more than likely, any of the features, like say you wanted to phone somebody on your cellular network through the truck, it's probably not going to work, right? So right. Um, where I'm the most interested in something like this is if it becomes widespread. Yes. And that is why I say 
I want to bring up the maintenance of these charge points because you've got speculation here. Now, first of all, nobody really knew what to do in this case. He called Ford. You know, he finally had to end up getting roadside assistance. He couldn't get yeah. it in neutral. You know, he had. You know, he needed their assistance to get it get it on the the um, what they call the uh, flatbed or rollback yeah. uh, that they brought in. Um, but he said initially the dealer told him uh, that he would have to wait to be seen until December the 9th um, this year, which hasn't come yet. But a Ford representative reached out uh, because he tweeted, and there you go, Ford paying attention to Twitter. Um, he reached out in a Twitter thread and escalated the case to get resolved. Yeah. Um, he says now... Um, they're telling him that the 12-volt battery needs to be replaced before they can diagnose the issue, which I'm having a hard time understanding that. Um, there is some confusion, though, they say. Um, the dealership got it, in, got it in the bay, they said, finally, and uh, they said that the battery, the 12-volt battery is dead. But he says it was working uh, when they were sitting in it uh, after the issue did occur. Um, and they're saying that they're not going to do anything for him uh, until the replacement of the 12 volt yeah, battery so has, has taken I, place. More than likely, there are there are logs, there is diagnostic data, there's profile. Like they're going to be able to pull information and see the charging. They're going to be able to see component status uh, just before the time of char initial charging, and then during charging. And if something went offline, they should be able to get that log data. Um, I don't, I, I sort of feel like the particular news outlet that's posting this is trying to make a bigger deal out of it than it is. Now, I'm not saying it isn't a big deal to this owner, but I don't know that it's a big deal to everyone. Jay, you, you kind of, I probably without knowing, stepped into this while ago when you were talking about some of those first generation unleaded internal combustion engines and how they had mm -hmm. issues with them. Because sure. it's a new technology and it was a new platform. Right. And if this becomes widespread, kind of back to what I said earlier, I'm going to be more interested. But on the automotive side, it's kind of the equivalent of somebody getting some bad gas, right? I mean, more it or less. It is. The fuel pump got clogged, right? Right. Fuel pump got clogged or, yeah, you put diesel in instead of gasoline or that. Yeah, a right. gas engine, yeah. which I heard someone say it will ruin an engine. It, if you drain the tank and, you know, it just it won't run very well, it'll, it'll knock. It'll knock like crazy, but it might start, um, but it, it won't run very well or at all for long. Um, but in this case, you, you're completely dead in the water. That's why the term "bricked" is is important right. to and, reiterate and that's true. here, because that's true. when when you're when you're dealing with an all electric vehicle that is totally software based as well, um, you got you got a potential for bigger issues here. Now, when I read the story. I didn't take it as, you know, a big deal being made per se about Ford, but more so in the maintenance of these charging points. I think it's a big, big deal. And I'd like to segue into, you know, you're talking about the EVs. You know, recently, and I found this also, we're, we're, we're going to combine this story here, guys. It doesn't stop with the F-150 getting brick because I think we have a bigger problem with charge points than than initially thought when we talked about this you know months ago but recently there was a uh, a young lady who stopped to charge her mustang mach-e um 
And a few minutes after the charge began, smoke started coming from the charge port. Uh, she hit the emergency stop button on the charger. It didn't do any good. Um, and basically the plug welded to the, to the, to the port. She couldn't get it out. Now, since then I did a little research on it and I'm not sure if every Maki customer or EV customer is aware of this, but there is an emergency release, um, that you have to get to in order to release the, uh, external plug out of the port. It's so kind of like, like a fuel the, pump cut off in a, you know, a, a, in, in absolutely. A, yeah. So for example, in the Mach-E and I'm sure it is in the F-152, I haven't found that yet, but in the Mach-E, um, you get into the frunk and on the side where the charge port is, you're going to remove that, that top, uh, plastic, uh, lining at the, at the, towards the, uh, the dash in the frunk and then the left-hand side top panel as well. And then you go in there and there is a plug, which is the low voltage plug that you basically disconnect. It's a green plug with a red, with a red plug that you have to pull out. So it cuts it off. And then down inside mm-hmm. the fender well, there is a, almost like a, a shoot pull. Uh, uh, it, it is a, it, it's a cable wire with a loop that you, you go in and you pull it and it will release the plug um, from the, the port, uh, the charging station. So that's something, if, so if I'm you guys owning v- EVs right now, if I were you, I would be finding out how to, to disconnect in an emergency type situation like that. That would be high priority for me until um, there are better ways to deal with this. And I still think it's the charge point problem. Well, Um, it could have been a faulty plug, man. Now, charge point side from the pictures that I saw, that's an interesting point that you make, because it looks like the the part got welded to the car. And how does that happen? Well, if you have an arc situation, it produces a lot of heat very quickly. You have to remember, guys, like these rapid chargers, a lot of times it's 220 or 240 that they're, you know, hooked up to. It, it would be the same as like it's a it's a big load. It's like your your dryer at home. Right. Mm-hmm. And so or maybe an electric water heater or something like that. So um, they they're carrying a lot of current. And if it's not making solid contact, you're going to get into situations where heat is a byproduct. I mean, heat's already a byproduct, but extreme heat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. If the fault is on the side of the charging plug, which is kind of what this looks like, that part got welded to the car. Now, it could have been dirty. There could have been debris in it. But I know, it, it, and this isn't just true of Ford. This is true of GM, Rivian, Tesla, all of them. The plugs in the vehicles themselves are rated to handle more current than they tell you to hook up to it, than is being right. delivered. That's right. So it's unlikely that the vehicle itself melted, and and for the pictures support that. In this case, the part that actually melted was the plug, which is right. third party. Yep. Now, if there's not a standard in place, and we know that they're working on such a thing because we've reported on it on this very program, partscountergurus.com. Click on the podcast tab. Um, but if there wasn't one in place, if it's not regulated, you can get shoddy craftsmanship in these charging mm-hmm. plugs. Sure. Yeah, and again, lack of maintenance. We yeah. just talked about it. This is the bigger thing. You know, it's not the range anxiety that I have. It is, I know there's charge points all over the country. 
I know people that cross country in EVs all the time. It's not yeah. a problem to get a charge on a vehicle. Um, the problem you have is getting to a charge point. Is it actually physically working? Is, is it, it broken? in working right. order? Is it broken? Is the plug broken? Is it going to do harm, you know, cause harm to my vehicle? So all of these are questions that I think that the industry, the charging industry, they need to address this. If they're not already addressing it, these are two fine examples of ruining someone's vehicle um, and, because of poor maintenance, probably. Uh, you know, we've pointed to this many times. We're still in kind of the first generation. If you look at gasoline pumps, like a lot of this has been solved. Like, you know, they have a certain way that the pumps sit on the holders to prevent debris from getting in them. Uh, there's screens and filters and, and a lot of things in your in your fuel line on your car. There's not the standard yet for charging to, for example, make sure that debris doesn't get in the plugs, that rainwater doesn't get in them, that, you know, mm -hmm. they're not sitting on the ground. I, I mean, all that sort of stuff that, you know, they've thought of in the, in the gasoline side. Right. And remember, fine example, when we were at SEMA, uh, we were in the Mopar section where they were loaded with Jeeps, um, right. specifically their 4xE product. One of the things that we pointed out to you guys in one of those videos, which you can find over on youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. Um, but you can go check that video out from SEMA. And we pointed this out that they came with covers, you know, water covers, yeah. moisture covers on these things to prevent this from happening. So, to, and again, to back up what Keith just said, you know, these, they're very well thought out. And that is, again, why I wanted to bring up the point that I believe that this is more in line with a maintenance issue, a charge point issue, and not specifically the vehicle itself. But damn, that's going to be expensive to repair because you're talking about a bricked automobile, man. Well, that, for somebody, now, if it's a warranty issue, it's on Ford or whatever, right? Same as the truck. If, if they deem that to have been bricked um, and it's because of the charge point, then that unfortunate customer has is going to be left on his own to go back to them to deal with that. Um, I think that's I, how it's going to happen. I think to we need to follow up on this one because, you know, the fact that Ford is suggesting on the truck, the F-150 mm -hmm. Lightning, to replace the 12-volt battery mm -hmm. um, sounds curious to me. Uh, yeah, it does. Now, that's I'm not saying yeah. that the 12-volt battery didn't fail. I'm just saying that Ford is... From what I'm reading, they're suggesting that the problem might not be as devastating as it's as the picture being painted suggests. Yeah, and we, you're right. We do need to follow up on it because we don't have we don't have the repair yet. We don't know what the outcome is yet. Mm -hmm. um, this is very fresh out there. Um, like I said, December the 9th, We haven't even gotten there yet. Was when his initial um, uh, trip to the dealership was supposed to happen, uh, but right. they were able to get him get him in much much quicker after he tweeted about it. And well, course, yeah, he went. Yeah, Ford, Ford's on damage control. They want to make sure went, they went on right Twitter and raised the stink. And yeah, I mean, right. there's a line at dealerships now all over the country. This it isn't unique to electric vehicles or F-150 Lightnings. I mean, there's a line. Absolutely, there is. And you know, coming on the heels of all this. Um, you know, we just talked to you guys about the Mach-E that had the welded plug. Um, not This is Ford's day to get picked on. Hey, Jim Farley, you're welcome to come on our show and talk to our audience, your consumers, 
about your vehicles if you'd like to. So we, we'd love to invite you, you know, just reach out to us. Go to partscountyguru.com and um, you can reach out to us there. You can contact us there. But Jay, it seems that the, Jay, what, if, what? if you have that conversation with Jim, I yeah. just want you to remember. Yes. I want you to be nice <laughs> until it's time <laughs> to not be nice. <laughs> yeah. You mean like we were at SEMA when we didn't have a locker? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which, I, I keep going back to this. There are so many life lessons in that movie. Be nice right. until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it is, it, there is a, a fine art to understanding that moment when you no longer be nice. That is why there is only one best cooler in the business. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But so, Jim, your beloved Maki <laughs> has fallen from grace, apparently, with Consumer Reports. So Consumer Reports has, you know, they spoke very highly of them. In fact, I think the Maki might have been EV of the year uh, in 2022 or 2021, uh, but they've fallen from grace. And um, uh, Consumer Reports is uh, no longer... Uh, recommending the Mach-E. Now, that could be due to a lot of things. Uh, the market has flooded since the Mach-E came out. With all the, so there's a ton of recommendations that Consumer Reports could be making. Um, but when Consumer Reports stopped recommending them, uh, Ford came out and said, look, we listen to all the customer feedback, including Consumer Reports and the concerns that are raised by our customers. Uh, the survey that, that Consumer Reports took, the results were from a population of vehicles early in the launch of these vehicles, and those concerns have since been addressed. Uh, Ford uh, did go on to say that it already issued recalls, and we talked about that here on right. this podcast, for some 2021 and 2022 Mustang Mach-E's, um, and it's provided uh, various software updates uh, related to some of the reli reliability concerns. We said this, and we should have a show on this, period. I had someone ask me, my good friend Joe, uh, owner and proprietor of the Union Tavern here, wants to buy an electric vehicle. He says, what should I buy? I said, I wouldn't be asking, what should I buy? I would be asking, when should I buy? I, I hope you started the conversation, Jay, because we're talking about a tavern owner, right? Yes. I hope you started this conversation with. I'm telling you straight. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> I should I should use that on Joe the next I mean, time you, I see him. You did, like, that's, yeah, that's man. awesome. That is uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, when right? He could have used a cooler exactly. here a few. He could have used a cooler a few weeks ago, man. They had a little, <laughs> little issue in there, but wow. Joe handled it. But but anyway, I, the the point I'm trying to make here is that. I have said this. Keith has said this. We have both preached this to everyone out there. We're in the first generation of EVs right now, guys. We are nowhere near perfection at this point. Even Tesla, who's been at this for a long time, is still going through some growing pains. Yep. And Tesla just has their network on how to deal with them a lot more efficiently than some of these smaller startups. They've been around a while. They've dealt sure. with some of the same problems. So they have repeat issues, and they know how to deal with them. But a Lucid or a Fisker or a Karma, or you know, you got to be very careful, guys. Yep. So even Rivian. What I, even Rivian. Even Rivian. And what I am saying is, me as a consumer, am I buying an EV? Not right now. 
Um, it may be several years down the road before I purchase or even consider buying an EV. I think you'd be so, fine to go get a PEV. Like if you wanted to get a Segway or, you know, one or wheel. One, or one yeah. wheel. Yeah, or a, yeah, or a, uh, a bike, you know. I mean, they're, yeah. they're you know, the reliability, but, but they're not. I wouldn't that's say a, that's that's way past first generation at this point. That's battery, motor, to the yeah. wheel, we're done. There's no yeah. software type stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, there is. Well, there is, but yeah. But, but on a smaller scale, yeah. Right. It's, it's not like, there's not a lot of stuff going on on those those right. uh, types of vehicles. But, but vehicles, but yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So the moral of this story, guys, and you heard it here first, that because of these issues that we are seeing, not only in the charging point, the charge point uh, business, but also the EV business themselves, you might give it a little time. I think that 2030 is a little too soon to say that's the cutoff point. Right. I think you guys are, are in for a rude awakening, GM, and everybody else who has committed to this. Um, you need to give it a little bit more time. I think that yeah. there's going to have to be some coexistence of the internal combustion engine, hybrids, as well as um, all electric vehicles. So there you go. That's my point, and I'm sticking to it. So there you have it, folks. Whew. So we got a friend back. Yeah. And, and by friend, you mean? We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is one troublemaker in the EV industry. So um, talking about Lordstown. Yeah. And we saw one at SEMA. We did. Um, we, we did a little piece on it. Did, did, yeah, are we, I think so. Did are we? we? Gonna, are we gonna, I don't know. Well, we did. I don't know if we've gotten the video out on it or not. But, okay. Uh, that, and that, that may or may not come to fruition, folks. But just know that they were represented very well. And There was, a tr there think, was an endurance truck there, yeah. Yeah. Keith even, you know. Came came to the table with an apology and said, "Hey, sorry." Oh, you know, that's we, why we, I didn't make it out because it was I didn't want my apology going public. But no, I <laughs> right. I honestly got to go find that that footage. I don't remember where I put it. That apology right. may be lost forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. As you well know, Lordstown acquired their factory from GM in late 2019 uh, in Lordstown, a, Ohio. In Lordstown, Ohio, it was a facility yep. they had closed. Um, Lorestown became publicly traded uh, through a reverse merger deal. Um, <laughs> the company was on NASDAQ uh, uh, in October 2020. Soon after that, guys, uh, COVID hit, um, manufacturing issues hit, uh, supply chain issues hit. Um, they became a target of some securities and exchange commission investigations. Oh, they became uh, a target which, of my investigation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Hindenburg Research accused Lorestown of misleading yeah. investors about the strength That's, of its uh, So that was, that that was, was the in, one that, and I believe that was really before the pandemic affected them. Yeah. So what we're talking about, and, and we have not changed our opinion on this, or at least I haven't, and, and I'm not unwilling to give them credit where credit is due, but that all stems from, if you're not familiar with it, their CEO at the time, I think it was their CEO, came out and basically touted that they had a bunch of orders on paper. And Hindenburg Research got involved and said, like, a lot of these orders that they're claiming, the people that ordered them don't even know that they have ordered them. So it's sort of right. a soft agreement kind of deal. Like, it wasn't a yeah. formal commitment. Which, which is not uncommon. It's, 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 it's not uncommon. It can happen, but it was a little right. shady. It was a little... It was shady. 
you know, Bob Chapek's uh, moving the Disney Plus numbers around to make mm-hmm. his budget look better, you know, and he got fired for that. So, you know, what? anyway, um, I, I think the issue that I have with that in general is that that same leadership group kept running their mouth about any day now you're going to see our truck, just wait, we'll show you. Right. And it's not that it's a good or bad truck, it's that you're kind of talking a big game, but you're not walking the walk. Right, and we took a lot of heat from some of our listeners um, uh, that watched the video, which, mm-hmm. by the way, you can watch any of these videos at youtube.com forward slash Sparks County Gurus. We keep saying that, but we have to remind you that some of this stuff is really, really good. No, it's all good, right? And, yeah, and and so now we have news that it looks like, what, 500 of these trucks were. Uh, so the government approved them to be sold, essentially, and there's a Correct. more technical term for that. And right. there are 500 of them going to corporate buyers. So that's not consumers, that's corporate buyers, meaning fleet right. vehicles, right? Fleet, fleet vehicles, yes. And, yeah. you know, they, they touted that initially, that that's that was the world's running. first electric fleet truck or something like that, right? Right, right, right. So... But they didn't make it. They didn't make it to the finish line in time. Rivian well, beat everybody to the Well, pickup. you have the Amazon bands. You have, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. Oh, yeah. but you'll see. So, you'll see. They're, they're, the, they're going to be, far, you know, that's the right. thing, everybody. It's not a quality issue. It's doubling and tripling down on those statements when they're just not holding any amount of water. Right. Um, I think I had to wake a guy up when September came. Right. Um, that was, what, that? two Septembers ago? That was right. We have just had our second yeah. September, and here we go. We saw our first um, endurance production vehicle at SEMA 2022. So that was after. So you're right, right. two Septembers. Um, you know, and then something else that happened during all that time. Um, the CEO Steve Burns uh, resigned from the company. So yeah. everything took a. He, he, just he was on a, his break, and they told him to stay on it, right? Right. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, exactly. He was running his mouth and running his mouth yeah. about. He op- He he uh, had a media day. Uh, there were so many things. Just this pomp and stance. To, it it was just a big sales pitch. Right. That's all it was, and it he, it never came. But now, uh, Lordstown, um, uh, they sold their factory to Foxconn um, for two hundred eighty million. Um, the contract manufacturer uh, agreed to take over the manufacturing of the endurance pickup and said it will produce EVs for other manufacturers at that same plant. Uh, Foxconn is also making Fisker's electric pair utility vehicle and Monarch's electric tractor mm-hmm. at the Lordstown plant. But here's what I find interesting. Volkswagen has reached out to Foxconn about building the new Scout. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that or not. I and didn't. weren't Foxconn involved with Apple and their car? Uh, yeah, so Foxconn historically, I mean, I, I had heard that alleged. Uh, historically, Foxconn is an experienced chipset manufacturer. They have done work for a lot of the silicon companies like Apple. Um, but a lot of it in the past was like motherboards and, you know, uh, 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 semiconductors and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it makes sense. Go to the company that has the experience, right? Apple didn't make their, they didn't manufacture the first iPhone. They contracted that out. 
Right. Um, you know, for quite a few years, they relied on Samsung for a lot of those components. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that's not a bad move here in the United States where Volkswagen, Volkswagen doesn't necessarily have the manufacturing presence for EVs. But it sort of smells to me like Lordstown is shrinking away, right? Like yes. they gave up yes. the plant. They now are... It's kind of like Craftsman. It's like Sears selling the Craftsman brand, you know. Yeah, and um, the diehard, the diehard battery brand. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sears at some point is kind of they're not left. There's nothing left of Sears, right? Yeah, I was part of that. I was part of that long ago, early on when I lived in in Nashville, uh, back in the uh, the early and mid '90s. Um, uh, Sears. Um, got into the tire selling business. They own yeah. NTW. I remember that. Remember yeah. all that? Um, and then they just opened up um, just auto part stores and shut their service centers down. Western Auto, that is, because they own Western yeah. Auto. Yeah. Um, and then Western Auto just became an auto part store. Uh, there's still the mom and pops stuff out there where you can you can still buy a radio flyer, you know, here yeah, or there yeah. or whatever, and your efficient tackle license or whatever that you need and all that sort of stuff at the same time. But Western Auto, as we knew it, as a big, huge corporation, is no longer what, what they were. Sears oh, yeah. took it over. And Sears took it over and ruined them, in my opinion. They were selling Craftsman tools out of there. They were selling a diehard battery brand. Um, but then um, they went away. Sears went away. Western Auto went away. And that was it. I'm, I'm not sure if Sears is around anymore. They may or may not be. Um, it's been resold multiple times in the past decade and a half but um yeah. yeah i think their biggest issue there was that they competed with themselves meaning you, know, you had western autos like you and i i had one in my hometown but then you're competing with the sears mall store right and so right you know that's not a good recipe no it's not so wishing lordstown the best of luck with their deliveries again <laughs> Um, we really do not have any ill will towards you. We never have. Um, just don't say you're going to be the first at anything um, <laughs> because you are clearly not going to be. I haven't seen any first yet, so um, we shall see uh, what comes out of this. By the way, just to add to this story, guys, um, Foxconn also unveiled two new EV prototypes. Um, uh, basically... You know, they want to become a major car manufacturer. Uh, they're basically wanting to replicating the same success it has in electronics. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, like you just said, with Apple's biggest manufacturing partner. Um, partnership with VW could, could be a major breakthrough for them. Um, Lorestown and Foxconn are pursuing a $200 million U.S. Energy Department loan to help pay costs for retooling the factory to build electric trucks. So there you have it. Um, they're going to start building trucks. A lot of them. Good for them. We need more, right? Yeah. 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 It, it could be it could be the, road, right? the beginning of a shift in the auto industry to you know the days of the big general motor. I mean, Mary Mary Barra has said this it, 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 not in so many words, but they have to be more small and nimble. So the manufacturer in the traditional sense where they build it in an assembly plant and it's owned that plant is owned by gm those days could be mm -hmm. coming to an end you know you may have right. these plants like foxconn that build for multiple automotive brands right and that could be where we're headed right it, it remains to be seen but right 
uh, it's been fun to watch. This is true. It has been. It has been. So we shall see, and only time will tell. And we will definitely do our best here at Parks County Gurus to keep you guys informed. Um, as usual, man, thank you guys for listening. You know, you can help us out. Um, we've got a little merch store, both on the YouTube channel as well as on our, our website. Um, purchasing a hat for a loved one for Christmas, uh, we have availability. You are more than welcome to go ahead and go out and buy that, and we'll get that shipped out to you. Um, also, what helps us is you, again, leaving us reviews and or comments, liking us uh, on our podcast platform. Uh, just do all any podcast platform you're on. Thumbs us up, man. Give us a thumbs up. Tell, I like tell it. people. Thumbs us you know, up. That's yeah, I'm going to use that. Thumbs us yeah. up. Thumbs us up, man. Um, that's a new word. I'm always inventing new words. Um, but yeah, yeah. Go go buy something from us. Uh, help us out. Um, and a lot of times we will have uh, merch links uh, to certain products that we talk about on our podcast. So make sure if you are uh, listening to us that you go to our. Uh, podcast uh, tab and or mentioned on the podcast tab because there will be a link there to purchase those things um, and then also make sure that if we release a video on any of these segments that uh, you are looking for the link in the uh, description uh, for any product that we speak of as well so there you have it I got nothing else to say man I'm, I'm full of it I'm man, full of it I um, this has been this has been kind of a heavy episode from from the perspective of you know my my sad news about roadhouse being remade and i you know i've i've struggled jay so you know i come to these podcasts and i usually have something like i was telling side shot at the end of the last one like you know it needs to be motivational or clever or you know inspirational just something to close with that leaves folks thinking right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know there's so many great lines out of that roadhouse movie like you know like the famous pain pain don't hurt do you enjoy pain pain don't hurt and on the surface they sound so simple and then the more you think about them you know like you know be nice until it's time to not be nice and you just there's so many layers to those and so i was thinking jay i was like what am i going to be able to bring to the table today on the le- on that level on the level of the wisdom of roadhouse right i mean it's literally like i've 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 ag- agonized over this okay do you see me on the edge of my seat here yeah so this is what i came up with okay and okay. it's kind of heavy I'm ready. and you might you might have to take this one with you and think about it for a while okay 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 cheesecake is really pie and we're in the holidays and boston cream pie is really cake oof that's that all heavy. I got, man. So, okay. Thank you guys for making us part of your lives. As always, that's my pal Jay over there. I'm Keith. We'll see you on the next one. Good night, nobody died. (laughs) It'll get worse before it gets better.